girl, welcome back to the podcast. It's Lindsay here in your ear, and I cannot wait to dissect today's topic. We're talking about morning routines. Maybe you don't feel like you're a morning person, and I just want you to sit with me because myself has identified with not being a morning person. But how we start our day is what sets us up yes, insert scientific research, it's what sets us up for how we experience our day. And so today I really want to talk about setting your day up so that you can thrive, not simply survive, especially when you're healing your food and body relationship. Let's really dig into some specific ways and things. I'll even share some of my morning routine with you that will have you thriving for your day ahead. All right, I'm here to bring it. Hey girl, welcome to the Her Best Self Podcast. I'm Lindsay Nickel, former competitive figure skater and perfectionist, turned God-led imperfect boy mom and digital CEO. If you find yourself constantly thinking about food and wondering if you'll wake up one day free from the obsessive thoughts and behaviors controlling your life, then I've created this podcast for you because I know exactly what it's like to be a downright hot mess trapped in the destructive cycle of disordered eating. I finally found freedom and you can too, girlfriend. So if you're ready to heal your relationship with food and body and break the chains of control and show up in your best health, then grab your favorite Tarjay journal and let's get to it. So you can start living your best life as your best self. Hey girl, welcome back to the podcast. I cannot wait to dig into today's show with you. When you're healing from food and body and you just feel the weight on your shoulders, your morning routine, although as dreading as that may sound to some of you, can totally change the direction of your recovery. It can totally change the direction of your life. And I say this so seriously because that's certainly what happened for me. I will be the first to tell you I am not a morning person. I have told my kids, I've told my husband, I am not a morning person. Do not come at me some kind of way until I've got a hot steaming cup of coffee. However, I've learned over the years that I don't have to be a morning person to be a boss of my morning. And so today we're going to dissect what it means to be a boss of your morning because girl, I know that this is going to bless you. It surely is. I also know that your morning routine is important, but in order to really start the day off strong, your nighttime routine is also just as important. And so it's important that you prepare and you plan ahead. This avoids triggers and pitfalls for later in the day. And so we're gonna talk a little bit about how this will set your day up just right by preparing the night before. And so I'm gonna talk through eight different things. Each of these eight things I do every single morning. Even though I may not be a morning person, yes, I consider myself a boss of my morning. And it has taken a really long time and it still takes time. In fact, My husband is a morning person. I mean, the man will get up at like 4 a.m. and he is just all over the place. So by the time that he greets me and I'm popping out of bed in the morning, 
it is like he's already been up for a couple hours. And so it's a very interesting dynamic in our household. However, he is one of the ones that encouraged me to start really diving into my nighttime routine, my morning routine, because I, I was feeling so stressed and overwhelmed and like I never had enough hours in the day, especially when building this business and having two littles. And so it's just been a godsend for me to start navigating into what my morning routine looks like. And for you right now, especially if you are dealing with fighting this crazy battle of food controlling every second of every day that I encourage you today, that while a morning routine may sound like another thing to add to your list, if you don't already have one, I can promise you that just by habit stacking a couple things into your morning, you're going to get a little bit more clarity around the future state of your life and who you're becoming. Because I had a mentor at one point tell me, Lindsay, it's okay to not be a morning person. But every time you say I'm not a morning person, that's essentially who you're becoming. You're, you're not going to be a morning person when you tell yourself you're not. And so I wanted to relate this back because every single time we tell ourselves that this is just who we are, we will always struggle with an eating disorder or disordered eating behaviors. We're labeling ourselves before we can even prove ourselves otherwise, before we're living into the future of the person that we want to be. And so the first thing we really have to do is stop doing that and create a morning routine. There's power in a morning routine. Step number one is to prepare. So you're going to plan ahead. You're going to avoid triggering pitfalls, especially when you are establishing a new routine with food. And so I know for me in my, my ed days, I literally would find mornings depressing. I would try to sleep as much as I could because that was less time I was awake to think about food. And I know that that is gonna hit some of you today because maybe you experience that. Maybe you are a binge eater at night, or maybe you just don't wanna wake up early because that's extra hours that you're awake thinking about what you can't eat, what you're gonna restrict, what you can eat, when you're gonna eat it, when you're gonna eat next, and it just becomes so exhausting. Believe me, girl, I get it. I've been there. In order to change, in order to change, we have to acknowledge and we have to prepare. We have to plan ahead. And so if you don't plan ahead, then the day is going to move ahead with or without you. Am I right? Your mood in the morning matters. And it's important that when you establish and prepare and plan ahead, that that looks like exactly what it looks like for you in your life right now in the season of your life right now. So maybe that doesn't mean that you have to have every single to do on your agenda, because again, that can be overwhelming, especially when your brain is a limited capacity state because you're not nourishing yourself enough or you're just overly exhausted emotionally. Your choices matter. And so preparing and planning ahead might say, might be like to you, I am going to get up when my body wakes up, if you don't have any morning commitments, or I'm going to get up at this time every single day, I'm gonna try it, and we're gonna see how this thing goes, and I'm gonna plan ahead of time meals that I might need so that I can eat 
all of my meals for the day so that I can have snacks on hand in my pantry. Because in order to change our life, we have to change our behaviors. And in order to change our behaviors, we actually have to do something differently. So prepare and planning ahead is extremely important. Number two, I really practice the five second rule. Mel Robbins talks all about the five second rule. In fact, she created the five second rule as a book and I love her, but really this prepares you with a solid, solid strategy. The five second rule, think about it as five, four, three, two, one, and then she propels herself out of bed like a rocket. And so it doesn't give your brain, it doesn't allow for your brain to talk you out of sitting in bed any longer. If you sit there, you're going to sit there longer, right? And so you will enter into a new sleep cycle, which is why if you hit snooze on your alarm, you find yourself even more groggy and tired when you eventually wake up because the five minutes that we think we're actually getting never equates to five minutes. I know you know, it's so much longer than that, right? If we, according to research, are going to wake up about 25,000 mornings, every single day, and this is the World Health Organization statistics, then we should prepare ahead of time with a solid bedtime strategy, plan ahead to avoid those triggers, right, with food, our meals, etc. We should propel out of bed, and if that doesn't work, try stretching or opening up a curtain, something to get your body out of bed. The most immediate thing that I do, the first thing that I do, when I get out of bed, are you ready for it? This is number three. I make my bed. I know it sounds kind of weird, but considering that I'm a very structured, rigid person, as soon as my feet hit the ground and I put on my fuzzy little slippers, I make my bed. I even make my bed if my husband's in the bed sometimes. Like I will make the side of my bed. And part of that is that it really gives me that sense of I've completed this task for the day I've done something productive and it just is a routine and I I teach my kids do that too. And so the choices that we repeat daily and early in the morning are going to determine the life that we live. I also feel like it's so much more refreshing when I'm coming upstairs after I've dropped the kids off at school or whatever it may be and I go into a room and the beds are made. Like it's not chaotic. It's not overwhelming. It just simply is done. And I don't even think about it when I'm doing it. It actually is the first thing that I do when I get out of bed every day. Now, number four, yes, this can sound a little weird, but you can do it in whichever way you like or embrace my method, that's fine too. I go to the mirror, I say good morning beautiful, or again, another Mel Robbins strategy, high five yourself, smile at yourself in the mirror, do whatever you need to do, check in with you, because this is going to change your mood. This is going to start your day off right. Instead of rolling out and letting the day start with or without you, you get to have the choice every day of how you want to embrace one of your 25,000 mornings as an adult. For me, it looks like, and some days are better than others, but for me, it looks like literally getting up out of the morning, making my bed, going into the bathroom, obviously going to the bathroom. And then I will look in the mirror, I will talk and say something kind to myself, or I will high five myself. Again, that's the high five habit, a great book if you haven't read it by Mel Robbins. And I, I feel like it truly changes the start of my day. 
because you can't look at yourself in the mirror and like be mad and frustrated like that. It's just not scientific. You look in the mirror, you say something kind to yourself and kind to your soul. And I can't tell you, but it, it really magnifies into your morning. And when you can set that level of intention before the day sets you, then this is a choice. This is a behavior that you're repeating daily. It's going to be hard to hate yourself when you're starting your day like that. So if you get anything from this, I would just start there. I would start there. Then for me, what I do, number five, is I hydrate. I have water while I'm making my coffee, or sometimes I'll wait on my coffee, but I definitely start with water in the morning because this does improve your brain function and your mood. 43% of Americans start their day with coffee and feel like that that is what brings their day up for success. And so I'm one of those 43%. But really hydrating and creating, again, that structure that is going to establish a ritual for you. Because girl, I can promise you that your eating disorder brain is searching for that control. And whenever we feel out of control, our personality, our traits are to grab onto something that we can gain control of. Enter in food restriction, overeating, binging, right? Purging, right? All the things. And so that gives us this thing of this place of satisfaction. But when we establish a morning ritual where we're hydrating, we are, you know, setting ourselves up for success, we already feel accomplished. We have that level of satisfaction before we've even gotten to really the first hour of our day. And so there's nothing that our eating disorder brain can thrive on because we've already given ourselves that feeling of accomplishment and we've already given a solid morning foundation so that we can keep our stress levels lower. This actually is gonna provide that structure and create more peace in your mental state. Now, what I do wanna say before we jump into number six is a great morning routine is one that works for you. Again, I've always identified with not being a morning person. I will identify now with being a boss of my morning. And for me, I couldn't and still can't expect perfection every single day. So if I get two off of these eight, then I'm winning. And it's just really setting yourself up for that level of understanding that every day, especially in eating disorder recovery, or if you're trying to mend yourself with a better relationship with yourself, like this is not gonna happen overnight. Habits, new behaviors, new ways of living, healthier, take time. My number six is Jesus and journal because my best days are when I'm up before my kids, I've gotten my water, I've gotten my cup of coffee, I'm sitting down in my favorite chair, looking out the window, and I've got my Bible and I'm journaling out what I'm feeling. I'm getting really present, getting really intentional, getting really all of the junk out of my mind. And that is a way for me to get so much clarity before I even talk with anyone else. Did you know that 71% of people check their phone before they do anything else every single day? 71% of people. And for the first 30 minutes to hour of your day, this needs to be your time. This is your time. Again, I remember just 
laying there, like not wanting to get up because it was more time that I had to spend just in the struggle of food restriction and in the struggle of, oh, I don't want to get up and go work out. I don't want to get up and go do this. Like, I don't want to get up and do life, right? In order to change that, I had to start interjecting some sort of routine that was going to help me get out of the poor negative routine that I had allowed myself to get in. And so the power of this works for me, but what works for me might not necessarily work for you. And the point of what I'm sharing today is create something small and something that doesn't require so much work. Even if it is a 15 minute, let me get up, start my day, grab a cup of ice water, choose not to weigh myself like you typically do every single morning and sit with yourself and get intentional and present. What are you feeling? The world has so many things to tell us. Every single day, the world will tell us so many things, but that doesn't give us any time in our day for us to get clear with our thoughts. I mean, really truly think about it. When do you have time to think? As soon as your day starts, I know at least mine does, I am like zip zipping all around. I have no time to sit and think, except if I've created that time. And so number six for me is Jesus and journal and I leave the phone alone. Number seven, nourish to flourish. And you know, some people do not enjoy breakfast. I will say during eating disorder recovery, it's very important that you start your day and you start it well. And that's why we have to prepare and plan. And that was step one. And to really get intentional, maybe it's enjoying your breakfast while you're journaling or while you're enjoying your cup of coffee, or while you're sitting with yourself in the morning, whatever that looks like for you, right? Get in some protein, some carbs, start your day, feed your brain, nourish to flourish. Number eight is to do something to declutter your mind. Again, we journaled, we got really present. So sometimes for me, that's just the amount of time that I have. I've got five minutes to get down my thoughts before my little comes down. He is my early child, early morning child. For me, number eight is yoga or sitting and listening to a podcast or doing some sort of just listening to music or not listening to anything or taking a walk, right? Like, what does that look like for you? Where can you... Spend some time, intentional time, present time to think. Time to get out all of your thoughts. Time to get out of the overload and the overwhelm. Time to show compassion to yourself. Girl, time to recover from years of struggle. A study in the Journal of Psychiatric Research found that people who developed a morning routine, this included some sort of meditation, thought work, breakfast, saw significant reduction in depression, stress, and anxiety in only eight weeks. I wanna encourage you today that this research is legit and that your cortisol levels are naturally higher for the first few hours after you wake up, which creates this alertness. And so your best part of your day mentally shouldn't be wasted, right? In order to really uncover how we got here in the first place and how you're going to become the very best version of you, yourself, it's gonna mean you need to spend some intentional time 
unraveling things that got you here and creating those new holistic and strategic coping mechanisms that are going to set you up for success. Morning routines create momentum. And one of the coolest things that I just want to share, Steve Jobs, founder of Apple, he looked in the mirror and said to himself every single morning for like over 30 years, if today were the last day of my life, what I want to do, what I'm about to do. That is literally epic. Maybe you need to be asking yourself the same thing. When you wake up in the morning, do you just throw yourself into the mundane and then wonder why you're doing all of the exact same things, wishing that your life was different? I get it. But in order to heal our relationship with our body, in order to heal our relationship with our heart and with ourself and with food, it's not going to happen by doing the same thing, expecting different results. Even if it's five minutes, even if it's 10 minutes, even if it's time to just get up and sit on the edge of your bed and say a prayer or start an intention for the day or do something new in the morning that's going to propel you forward. Like look in the mirror and smile at yourself and tell yourself something positive that you love about yourself. It's a great day to be alive. It's a great day to recover from an eating disorder. It's a great day to have a great day. And I may not feel like it's super great right now, but everything I'm doing is propelling me forward to the place that I want to be and I can't wait to be there and I'm going to look back on this day and I'm going to remember how much it sucked and I'm also going to remember that I was a boss in my morning. Girl, I encourage you today to prepare and create a dynamic morning that is going to help you live your best life. Tell me, let me know, share your thoughts and feedback with me. If today's episode has blessed you, send an email over to info at lindsaynickel.com. And if you're looking for some accountability and support, I help my clients do just that. We work through strategic goals every single week, and we focus on holistic coping mechanisms that are going to propel you forward so that you can get out of this never-ending cycle of food controlling your life. And so you can start thriving versus surviving. If you need support, send an email over at info at or go on my website, lindsaynickel.com, and you can fill out your client application there. I can't wait to hear from you, and I can't wait to see what you do for your morning so that you can be the boss of your day. Bye for now, girl. Oh, friend, thank you so much for letting me share what was on my heart today. My hope for this podcast is to help more women find freedom from food and body. If this has empowered or blessed you, let me know. I'd be honored for your rating and review of my show, and I'd love to connect with you in my private Facebook community. You really can move from perfection to purpose. Let's break the chains together. I'll help navigate the way. Until next time, bye for now, girl.